and welcome folks to episode 31 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters in the United Kingdom. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six, and with me today I have Andy. Uh, A.K.A. Pikachu! Pika, Pika, Pikachu! Do you play Pokemon Go? Are you a, a Pokemon collector? Um, I did when it came out for a while, then kind of petered off. I occasionally tap on the app and see what little monsters are around me. Mm. Yeah, sure. Of course, the listeners wouldn't know. Little known fact for the listeners that Andy's got a long-standing connection, long-standing connection with the Pokemon game. Very uh, back in the '90s when they were developing the original Game Boy game, uh, Andy was out in Japan and he'd, he'd made friends with the game developers. Although I don't think you were working for them, were you? You were just friendly with them in a local karaoke bar. Yeah, yeah, I worked and, in the karaoke um, bar. They, they, they felt like they were one or two Pokemon short, and so they were just, you know, discussing it over a beer in the karaoke bar one day, and uh, they took one look at Andy, and now officially he's the inspiration for the Jigglypuff. True story. True story. In any case, man, how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, very good. You all right? Yeah, yeah well, as you well know, uh, I'm not 100%. But I won't bore the listeners with that. But what I will say is I've been working really rubbish shifts at work. It's been interfering with my nerd life a great deal. Yeah. Did you do Tuesday night? No, I've not. Well, because of these uh, because of these night shifts at work, I've not been able to play down at the FLGS the last two weeks. Oh dear. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's been it's been testing. It's been testing to say the least. Um, you know, in real life, uh, as many listeners will know, when real life gets in the way of your nerd life, it can be quite depressed, depression making, quite stressful. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I suppose like your choice to be a male stripper, though. Well, yeah, sure, and the tips are great. So, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Christmas is coming up. You need to get some funds together for the for the kids' presents, and a physique like this is a big money maker. Yeah, WWE yeah. physique that you have. I think somewhat, something like 75% of the customs coming from your mum. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. What have you been it's up to just... this week in the gaming? <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say she needs to trim her fingernails because when she puts the five pound notes in my G string, she can sometimes scratch me up a bit around the waist. Is it? Yeah. Hey. Occupational hazard. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Anyway, what were you asking? Sorry. How has your gaming been this last couple of weeks? Yeah, so uh, because of these night shifts, pretty sporadic. Uh, I managed to fit in a couple of games with your good self online. All right. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. We're going to do a segment on that because um, list regular listeners who uh, p- picked up our last episode will know that me and Andy have been experimenting. We've got an ongoing debate about global escalation. I've been experimenting with some different global escalation wind conditions, and we've got a little update coming up for you on that front. So a few games with yourself online. Uh, otherwise, that's it for me. I haven't been down the FLGS. I've not really done much gaming with the hashtag competitive wife. It's been a little bit dry on the gaming front for me. Yeah. yeah. What about yourself? You fit much in? Um, not really board game wise. I've played a few games of Dice Masters with you. The kid has uh, got into Fortnite, and uh, the only thing that we have in the house that he can play Fortnite on is my is my phone. Uh, so as a result, I've kind of got into it as well. Um, <laughs> so I've been playing quite a bit of that. That's quite fun. It's a bit weird playing a game that I would expect to play like on an Xbox or PlayStation on a on a mobile, but it's quite addictive. It's quite good fun. You can get it though on the on the consoles, can't you? I think. Yes, you can. I, I haven't got one. Oh well, there you go. So, that will be yeah. that would be your barrier to that. <laughs> so I tell you a little something. Um, so I've I've done my fair share of gaming using my iPad. Uh, this is where I used to travel a lot for work, and I was staying in hotels. Uh, I've got an adapter that allows me to HDMI out from the iPad into the telly, and I bought myself a Bluetooth game controller that is shaped and very similar to my Xbox controller. So to kill time when I was, you know, just on the lonely road, I used to play some Grand Theft Auto on my iPad, uh, just plugging my HDMI lead into the back of the telly. Oh, cool. So that, that that might be something to look into, mate. Or uh, you might be, uh, you may even be able to put it out through Apple TV. I don't know if you've got an Apple TV. Uh, yeah, I can... Um, uh, what's the word? Stream? It's not stream. Mirror. Uh, 
Airplay, mirror, okay, yeah. Yeah, up onto the uh, onto the telly, but it's still the controls on your phone. But it's it's fun. It's it's still cool. It's still considering how much detail there is in the game, it it, it works on your phone, and you're not completely outclassed by other people in the battle zone or whatever it's called uh, that sure. play because it's cross platform so there'll be people playing on playstations xboxes pcs yeah, or whatever yeah. um do did i manage to get my uh um uh, what's it called oh my brain's not dead um uh, you take your time mate we'll all wait that's right we can just edit this bit out nah <laughs> uh, and I won I managed to win one out of 100 oh. people which is quite good very well done there you go congratulations alright well not a lot to report then on the no, table really. in front sadly uh, we'll talk a little bit about the golden escalation teams I'll tell you what though we have it has been a pretty good week on correspondence from the listeners it is because it's uh, it's time for our who are you update and in last week's episode, again, regular listeners will know, we, we pick a, um, a location out of the stats where listeners have been uh, tuning in to the podcast and ask them to get in touch so that we can give them a shout out and a thank you on the podcast. We did two locations in our last episode, Amsterdam in the Netherlands and um, Sweden, wasn't it? The, the, the Swedish listener, yes. our regular Swedish listener. Uh, nobody came out of the woodwork from Amsterdam, so that's a who are you fail. I'll put the sound in now. However, our Swedish listener dropped us a quick note through the contact us on BritRoller6.com. Would you like me to put the noise in? Like put to... the noise in. Oh yeah. I haven't fit the theme song in either, so I'll put that in now too. That's it. It's the wrong order. Can we not kind of squeeze it in in between your words earlier on? Nah, we'll put it in now. All right then. So we'd like to give. Oh, uh, let's, let's do another of the um, uh, the fail ones. I like them. Okay. All right, go ahead. So a quick hello and a thank you to Philip Fowler out in Sweden. Philip writes, you wanted us listeners from Umea. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. You'll have to let me know, Philip, uh, to identify ourselves. So here I am. I have been listening to your podcast since the very first episode and tried to listen to the episodes as soon as they come out. I might have missed one or two, but otherwise I've listened to them all. If I am that mysterious Umea listener you mentioned, or if it is someone else in Umea, I cannot say. But nevertheless, hi from your Swedish fan. Hey, hello, hello Philip. Uh, he also he also adds a little bit of flavour for us. This is also a little known fact for you. The city of Umea was originally named Uanmedea. Hmm. But, but after Andy, a.k.a. Rip Thunderstone, visited the city, he stole the letters in the city's name that corresponded to his, and therefore only the name Umea remains. <laughs> <laughs> True story. True story. Keep up the great podcasting with regards, Philip. Well, thank you so very much for getting in touch, Philip. Thank you very much for listening religiously every single month. We were actually already aware of that little known fact um, in, in a conversation one day. Andy had let me know about him yeah. um, in Day. And uh, stealing the letters. So, uh, but I'm sure the listeners were unaware of that. Absolutely, yeah. So, very good. That's great. Yeah. Well, well done, uh, Philip. So, on to next week's Who Are You? I've not looked yet. Have you yet? No, um, I have actually, but I've forgotten. I think no, it okay. was a, a tie when I looked at it earlier. I've got my phone here. Hang on. Uh, are we doing last 30 days again? Um, or last seven? Should you go back to last seven? Oh, there's a tie at the top. No, you must have done last 30 days. Oh, this is, yeah, if you go to 30 days, then there's tie f- one, two, th- there's a three-way tie. Ooh, uh. Ooh, uh. Never forget your first threesome. Although I know exa- I know who all three of those people will be. Ooh, check you out, <laughs> Mr. Popular. Yeah, well, absolutely, because uh, out in Canada, this that will be, I suspect, the lads from DM North. Then Manchester's on the list there, which is probably going to be the lads from Element Games and from Fanboy 3. And then St. Louis is on there, and that's uh, Michaela and her crowd, isn't it? They're all the St. Louis crew. Yeah, we assume that they all listen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but th- there is there is one that leaps right out of the list. For, days? I, I'd be curious to know who's listening to us in Peru. <laughs> Are we looking at the same list? Uh, you're, look, you're, the, look, you're looking at countries. Yeah, we've got, we got a listener in Peru. 
Yeah, we've got one listener approved me. Who's that? That's got to be some kind of weird malfunction. Well, I don't know. Should we find out? I'm going to make that out. Who are you this week? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing all the rules out the window. We're not going for volume of listeners. I'm just picking the most curious location I can see on the list. It's probably Paddington Bear. Uh, so if you are a Ministry of Dice listener in Lima, in Peru... That's the capital, in- you know. Oh, is it? Very good. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, there you go. Every day's a learning day. That's three facts for our listeners this week. We just can't stop educating. Yeah. Um, Lima in Peru. Then get in touch. Go to BritRoller6.com. Hit the Contact Us button. Or find us on Facebook if you go to um, Facebook.com forward slash The Ministry of Dice. Or you can tweet me at... Uh, what's my Twitter again? Uh true roller mr six oh brit, brit roller mr six yeah b-r-i-t-m-i-s-t-e-r-m-r-s-i-x drop me a note and let me know who you are and uh, you may well be getting our thank you and hello in our next episode very good okay there we go lima in peru let's see if someone comes out of the woodwork on that one right then should we tell listeners what we've got lined up for the episode then let's do it all right then well we're going to take a moment to continue our global escalation chat challenge thing so in last week's episode we came up with two win conditions that we were going to try and build some teams around and have a little bit of a play with so we're going to have a bit of discussion about how well they've been doing and what our thoughts and feelings are on that then we're going to move into a bit of a just a bit of fun really we've chosen two random cards you'll when you come to the segment you'll you'll become aware of our selection (laughs) process Uh, and had a little bit of a debate battle trying to decide which is the best card so be sure to let us know who you think was the winner there and then as promised um and on the ground james bloor from dice master with james and zach captured some uh, audio from the central european nationals uh, so that we could all get a bit of a feel for how that was going on the day so we'll be handing over to james who will be giving us a little bit of info about that uh, and that'll take us to the end of the episode so there we go. Anything more to say there, Andy? What an episode, eh? Yeah, that's quite a packed episode. That's we might good. be a little bit over our hour limit this week, but who cares? You love it anyway. All right, on with the show. And now, folks, as mentioned in the intro just then, we'd like to revisit our kind of ongoing debate regarding global escalation. So the story so far in episode 29. Is that right? Episode 29? Yeah, we'll be, yeah two episodes ago, we had a combo about global escalation yes that's right we had a conversation about global escalation my position is that i don't think global escalation is as amazing as people think it is i think it was a mistake not to rule out the cards with globals on them and place them on the ban list also i I think that it's still very narrow at the top and that your top tier teams are just going to see uh, the same few selection um, although there was a lot of variety at the Central European Nats which we'll hear more about a bit later on in this episode Andy's position however though is it's super exciting uh, I think he's just getting all you know jizzy over the fact that you can use PXG again and blue eyes I'm getting jizzy about it yeah getting jizzy with it <laughs> yeah absolutely I think that there is plenty of scope and there's lots of things that we have yet to discover with the thousand odd cards if not more that we've got access to without the heavy hitting uber meta game destroying cards to choose from and I think that and I'm, I think we're gonna we're gonna prove that I'm right well, so we'll see. So then into uh, episode 30, we continued this discussion. And uh, again, not to labor the point if people have already heard the episode, but we then made a, a big big old list of win conditions between us uh, in the two-week gap between the episodes, picked a win condition card off that list each, and then went away and set up some teams that we've then been tweaking and playing around with. Uh, Andy, you're exploring the Intimidating Punisher. Yep. Uh, I've been exploring the Bolt Damage Pyro. Uh, mine's uh, the rare, too hot to handle from the X-Men First Class set. And what uh, yours is Civil War. Uh, yeah, Punishes from Civil War. Yeah, um, to see if they've got legs. And we kind of laid out our very early framework of what those teams will look like. And we have endeavoured to then play those teams and see how they work. So I've used mine down at the FLGS a little bit before my night shift started. And we've played some games ourselves uh and i suppose here we are just to give a little update as to how that's been going on yeah do you want to go first or do you want me to go first uh no after you sir ah, thank you very much yeah so punisher war journal being collected in that was the, the the main kind of focus of what i was going for and then built around it we again we discussed 
briefly, I've got uh, Venom, Angelo Fortunato, which is a beast. I've used him a few times now. He is devil to get uh, get around. Painfully annoying. Yeah, he is. Um, uh, he's a cracker. Uh, the Swarmers to uh, to kind of build up my little weenies to then collector in the Punisher and then field these guys to clear the field of the one cost Kobold, the Uncommon from Battle for Ferron and the the un, the, the common sorry battery battle stack to kind of churn them all through so i've got loads of little weenie characters to field after i've collected in the punisher uh rip hunter's chalkboard does exactly what it says on the tin it's cracker um haymaker for the global pay a fist i've got enough fists banging around so to add that to whatever's going through that's worked really well uh, I originally had uh, the Global Nerf in Wrecker and what else did I have? I have to make my chair squeak so I can have a look. Um, oh, Wong. Uh, the Fast Wong. Had those in the team. Both solid, but didn't really add anything. I didn't buy them for the games I played. So I've, uh, I've subbed them out and I've been trying the uh, Uncommon Parademon from Batman where he deals one damage every time a additional dice is drawn from the, with the swarm keyword uh, and with the battle stacks and the kobolds kind of churning through that's worked well secondary win con if something gets kind of clogged up that can uh, still be doing the damage through and then the uncommon doom caliber knight from Yu-Gi-Oh! i popped him in I haven't really tried him because he's mostly there to stop any kind of anything from stopping the attack going through Things like Kate Bishop, Bistraction, um, any kind of things that stop uh, attacking or buffs, etc. Gets um, gets rid of yeah. that for a fist, which again, there's loads of fists banging around. So it's worked um, It's worked pretty well up against uh, Chris. His win rate that he bragged about a couple of episodes ago has gone way down the toilet. And I've been doing pretty well against your pyro team, haven't I? Well, you know, after after me bragging about it, I thought that your self-esteem could do with the boost, and so I've just kind of been throwing the games, mate. Oh, yeah. I'll get that. <laughs> yeah, it's been working well for you. It seems to be okay. Uh, we'll have to step it up and try it out against some of the those uh, teams that we believe are sitting at the top of the pile. I think we need to put it in front of a um, an Ultraman or a Nobby team or... Um, behold a list or something or fix it and to see how it goes with the with the the the, the established top tier yeah. right now seems to have been working all right it's uh, it's a pretty brutal team um so mine's not been going as well as andy's just reported i've been losing uh, i am meeting many many problems i've been tinkering with it a lot and it's looking very different to what it was to the original one that i that i um laid out a couple of episodes ago so pyro is obviously still there uh, but the first challenge was this whole spinning up spinning down i tried using um oh what was the action i was using uh you're using mutation and then you used focus power yeah I'm, I'm, i tried mutation and focus power out uh focus power was just a bit of a challenge to use i'm not really sure why it just became a bit bit difficult i think i was just waiting for it to come round because i had a churn problem going on as well uh and then what i also found was that i wasn't generating enough dice to build up the bolt count to make it quite as painfully efficient so i've been messing around with the ramp to try and get my ramp up to a certain space and i'm still experimenting with ways of spinning up so whereas yours i feel is ready to try and test out against some tougher teams mine's still in in sort of tinker mode right now so i'm trying out dark side ramp to see if i can't get those massive sidekick counts up to use the um well i'm using the techno global but iceman techno which you know whichever that's been working well that dark side ramp yeah it has but it's so the challenge there is that it's taking up i've got dark side in there then i've got professor x no more magnus to guarantee me the sidekick to put with dark side uh so that's that's two card slots for that ramp there and then in order to get up to that dark side he's a six cost so i've been still playing around with the twingers and the rip hunters chalkboards to to rush him out um so i've kind of got four card slots there dedicated to my ramp to really maximize that bolt count which is great then because it means i've um, you know i'm not short of a bolt or two to purchase pyro when i need him and i've been buying two or three again but then mutation is a challenge because i'm trying to i need masks to roll to do the spinning and i 
and roll in an abundance of bolts all the time. So that's a bit of a challenge. And also, my pyro dice have a mysterious ability to roll on the top level every bloody time. I think it's the first time in my life I've been like, oh, level three again. (laughs) (laughs) So that's been a bit of a pain point. So I'm continuing to experiment. I've got uh, the rare gene grey from the X-Men first class set, which is uh, you can pay a bolt to spin target character die up or down a level. And uh, what I was also finding is I had a mad abundance of bolts and nothing to do with them once I'd kind of bought my pyros up. So so that's somewhere to plough my bolts into. That's a um, Um, when active ability as well. It's not a global. Yes. So it's quite nice. Yeah, but it's still, she's still a five cost. She's got a real painful fielding cost there, so I don't know if she'll work yet, um, yet to be seen. So I'm still experimenting with it, but I'm finding that there's that much effort going into ramping up and then getting the pyro out that it's maybe a turn or two too slow. I yeah. mean, to be fair, when it goes off, it really goes off, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it's just doing what? what it was like eight, 16 damage. It's like, yeah, because it was eight, eight bolts in your reserve, and then he... You span him up twice and did 16. Yeah, was, yeah. So when it goes off, it's 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 pretty hefty. Um, so we'll see. I'm also considering dropping down to the uncommon pyro, the four cost. He's not quite as potent in terms of his damage potential because he just does two damage when you roll two bolts on a character. But I'm wondering if just a cheaper, more consistent. Anyway, the mine still requires a lot of work, and uh, it's certainly not convinced me that it's a win condition. It may be canned off. I'll see. I'll keep going though for now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, and there you go, folks. So there's there's our global escalation update. So we'll we'll carry on testing these these two win conditions out. We've also started tentatively trying a couple of other global escalation win conditions out. So we might do an update on that soon as well. Yeah, my my one was a bit. We won't go into it now, but. I kind of veered more towards what we didn't want to do, which is a more established win condition. So there's a basis of a team, but I need to take out the obvious so we can try something new. Yeah, although to be fair, my other ones is uh, quite a well-known power card, the cornerstone on that one. But but yeah, maybe we'll do a a little bit more on that in the next episode. But that's where we're up to. So Andy's making good progress playing around with Intimidate. I, however, finding that Pyro's a bit of a glass cannon. When he goes off, he's amazing. But right now, I'm struggling to line things up to make it work. If anyone's Uh, got any ideas for either of the teams we've gone through them there of what we could put in to make them better, uh, then do let us know. Be very excited. We'll be trying these out. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, so get in touch. Cool. All right, mate, that'll do for our Global Escalation Challenge update. Uh, We'll move on to the next segment. Welcome back, folks. And for this next segment now, we'd like... Well, what would we like to do? This is the most random thing I think we've ever tried. Um, (laughs) That's saying something. That is saying something. It truly is. I don't know if you... Have you listened to the Double Burst yet this week? No, not yet. Just a random patented Chris tangent. They mentioned about the fact that, like he said, some uh, Kev it was, he said uh, the MOD, just because they've got accents or something, makes themselves sound even more intelligent than the rest of us. And I just, I was in the car listening to it. I was just like, surely, in spite of the accents, the minute the stuff starts coming out of our mouths, (laughs) 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 the listeners are very well aware of the intellectual level of this podcast. Anyway, I digress. So, yes, this next segment, we're going to do a bit of a a debate battle between me and Andy. Yeah, we are. We are, indeed. But this, Yeah, Yeah, I see how this goes. But this debate is a debate battle with a difference because we've not chosen our cards to debate over this week it's not like a pick of the week where you know we line up a couple of cards to discuss i have got truby's draft pack generator on the dice coalition website open in front of me (laughs) this is going to go horribly on his ass i can feel it um and in a moment i'm going to generate a draft pack i've selected all sets and the first card on the list andy's going to take and debate its merits and then going to reset do the same again and the first card of the second batch i'm going to take and i'm going to debate its merits and then we're going to ask you the audience to decide which one of us has represented the better card of the two does that make sense did i explain that well yeah yeah i think that that explains it pretty well yeah okay so without further ado are you ready andy i've so i've i've got it open in front of me Get my sidekick out in case I, can't, I don't know what the card is. I don't know what the card That's a good idea, actually. I'll get mine ready, too. That is a belting idea. Well, although I'll have... The, it shows the thumbnail of the card, doesn't it, on the thing. Oh. So. 
Jeez. Right then, here we go. I'm clicking get pack. It's thinking about it. It's struggling because I'm on Skype at the same time. Uh, here we go. So your first card. Oh, <laughs> Battery Battle Stack Paragon Humanoid. <laughs> I love that. I was hoping you'd get something really pants. All right, let me. Uh, I'm going to hit get pack again. Let's see what I get. What have you got? <laughs> <laughs> nice snort. This is going to be over very quickly. I have Nightwing, Protector of Bloodhaven. What is that? <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a short, short debate. All right, hang on. Let me just gather some thoughts on this one. All right, well, should we do a quick rundown of the cards first? <laughs> Nightwing. Yeah. A flip card. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll read mine out first, then, and you can do yours. So I've got Nightwing, Protector of Bloodhaven. He's from the Batman set. He's a two-cost bolt. He's a flip card. On one side, he's a Bat family. On the other side, he's a villain. Uh, on side, I'll call it side A. It reads Nightwing can't attack or block unless you have another non-Nightwing Bat family character die in the field zone. And his stats are 131, 142, 252. And then his flip side reads, Nightwing can't attack or block unless you have another non-Nightwing villain character in the field zone. And obviously the same stats. So th there's there's my legendary piece of work. <laughs> okay, and I have got Bateri Battlestack Paragon Humanoid, which is a three-cost fist. It's got the monster... Evil and equip right. um, thingies. The text is uh, swarm. Whilst Queen Grab Stab is active, Bateri Battlestack gets plus one attack and plus one defense. And when Bateri Battlestack's swarm ability is triggered, draw two dice instead of one. And his stats are 0, 1, 1, 0, 2, 1, 1, 2, 2. Mm. All right then. Okay. So who's going to who's gonna represent their card first? <laughs> well, mine's clearly better because it's rare. It's got Swarm. Well, mine's a rare too. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, what have we got? Uh, battle stack. So plus one attack, plus one defense uh, with Queen Grab Stab. So got to combo with her. Yeah, so, all right, well, uh, straight away, everybody knows that, like, Swarm is the least best version of Ramp. What? How much does your card cost? Uh, three. Three? A three-cost Swarmer compared yeah. to a two-cost Bolt that's got an awesome amount of attack stat power. But then you could couple it. If you couple it with uh, Grab Stab, that while one of your character's Swarm abilities triggered, draw two dice instead of one... Then you you draw in three dice. Well, sure, but then then you've got to have a whole other character just to make it even vaguely useful. <laughs> I, although I must, I'm gonna, sorry, I'm going to rescind that debate point because mine also requires <laughs> 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 another character to make it vaguely useful. Yeah, yeah. However, so, yours yours requires a four cost, another four cost character, whereas. Nightwing, Bat Family or Villain, depending on which flip side you choose. It, it's not difficult to get a two cost, another two-cost character out that's going to back him up, is it? Uh, and Nightwing and Ace the Bat Hound, I mean, that's a pretty terrifying combination staring you down early doors, isn't it? You can't deny that. Hmm. Or Alfred. I mean, Alfred's hardcore, man. Yeah, I mean, I've got quite a good idea for yours, but um, my one... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it's more straightforward isn't it you get a grab stab you get your battle stacks swarming you're getting two two three two three three on their stats and you're pulling three dice instead of one every time you swarm so you're bound to get them all churning through no i can't and, see uh, it mate i can't see it seeking with what is, does she mean you couple that with a cheap swarmer this might be worth it for my uh, global escalation team. Let's talk about... Yeah, I mean, how can you turn down a two-cost bolt that could give you three, four, or five attack early doors in your game? Well, you, you need to get another 
Bat family or villain's character in the field zone for it to actually do anything. Yeah, but that's that's you know that's not that hard to do. I've just named two two cost bat family characters. Easy. And there's loads of low cost villains that would pair up awesome with him. I think, uh, I think you're looking no. at this all wrong. So you'd have to get Nightwing out plus what an Alfred. Or a spot, yeah, for him to, to be able to do the basics of Dice Masters to block an attack. Yeah. Why don't you just get a uh, Serena? Well, Boom Boom from Jubilee. Well, you might want a Bat Family or a villain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why? Why would you play with a Serena? Right who right. gives you Avengers affiliation when you could play with Nightwing, who's giving you a choice, in fact. He's a flip card. He gives you two options, Bat Family or Villain. That, that level of flexibility surely got to give him a bit of a leg up. But you have to have another one for him to actually do anything. Yeah. So it's effectively like at least a four cost. Yeah, but hang on, hang on, hang on. Because you just said, like, my Bateria battle stack is better, because if I pair it up with Queen Grabstab, Queen Grabstab is a four cost, and your Swarm is a three cost, so you need to buy, like, at least two, three, four of your battle Battlestats, plus one Queen Grabstab, to make it even vaguely relevant to the game. Yeah, but at least I can attack and block with the dice whilst I'm building that up. Yeah, but I can get... Turn one, if I went second, I could be buying a Nightwing and an Alfred... Uh, an Ace the Bat Hound, an Amanda Waller, the new, uh, you know, your mate Zola Bud from the <laughs> box set. Zola Bud. Yeah. Yeah. She is a computer. The common Black Manta. Everybody knows he's the best Black Manta. You know what I mean? Hush. There you go. Hush. Hush. That was what I was thinking. Just to have a. I'm just flicking through the psychic. I'm just slipping, flipping through the psychic app now. Let's not forget Jervis character. If you're looking for a cheap bat family character that's not the amazing and uh, flexible Alfred, then I suppose this is an option. Yeah, but uh, let's also knock him out. This card's got a lot more going for it as well. Have you seen the artwork on it? I'm on. I'm on psychic app now. So the artwork on the Nightwing Protector of Bloodhaven is possibly second to none. Nightwing. It is outstanding. Dice Masters. He, do- he doesn't look disproportionate or unusually framed at all. <laughs> that is the campest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> what's going, on with, his, what's going on with his chest muscles? He like looks... It looks amazing. Look at that! What a majestic card. He's why, why would you have? Why would you have something kind of really bland and boring like Alfred's shiny chrome dome drawn by Alex Ross, paired up with your hush, <laughs> when you can have this Nightwing on the table, looking all all masculine and intimidating? So I think you're forgetting the the, the element of kind of mind games that this would have, that would how the, how this would influence your your opponent's mindset. Right out the gate, they'd look over the table. They'd be like, oh, "Not only is he playing that Nightwing, but the picture is intimidating." Well, let me get out of the Teary Battle Stack, which I just happen to have here because it's actually a good card, so it's actually in range of me to pick it out. And look at that artwork. No. It's like those little things from the Mummy too, doesn't it? No, they look rubbish. And they look cool. They're like the little things. Did you, have you see Mummy too? Yeah, I've seen it. You run into the uh, the pyramid, and you got John Hanner and. I've always have a l- had a little bit of a soft spot for um, what's the name out of it? Rachel Wise. Who? Rachel Wise. Yeah, that's right. She was in Constantine as well. Was she? I don't think I've seen that film. Yeah, she was in Constantine. Always had a little bit of soft spot for her. No, look at them. It's a little weird. I don't know what you're talking about with these guys all standing on top of each other's heads like that. Like looking all badass with their masks. No, they look like uh, they they look like one of these sort of American school cheerleading squads who've 
just had a bit of a misadventure with a, you know, jungle theme. <laughs> they look like gremlins. And everyone knows 80s gremlins are cool. Well, you're failing to convince me here. Well, let's let the listeners decide. Yeah, okay, so over to you then, listeners. Who has made the better case? Are you going to go for the intimidating artwork, the low-cost, high-impact, easy-to-combo-up power... Useless ability. ...of Nightwing, Protector of Bloodhaven? Boo. With his lopsided abdomen. (laughs) Well, that's just standard for Dice Master's artwork, isn't it? Um, (laughs) Or are you going to go for the amazing the fancy dress cheerleading squad that is Bateri Battlestack that requires you to buy like 10 dice to even get anywhere and isn't all that helpful anyway you know a ramp and high attack wing con nah don't listen to this man right I'll tell you what listeners maybe this will influence your decision go back to BritRoller6.com and go to tournament reports and events. Go track down the team lists and position placements for the UK Nationals 2018. Oh, and Take then the away. And then make your mind up. Then make your mind up. Who's who's the better judge of a card? Once you've done that, you can go back to when Dice Masters was easy to spam. Le- legendary. Easy to 2017, spam. and have a look at the UK Nationals then. Yeah, yeah. If you were, you know, cheap and net decky and spammy. (laughs) (laughs) Low blows. Low blows. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just stating facts over here, man. You can't dispute facts. Hey, hey, hey. You cannot dispute the fact that that Nightwing card has got awesome artwork. (laughs) You can just look at him. It's like him and <laughs> Captain America Super Soldier <laughs> walking yeah, down the street. It is actually, it's just <laughs> waddling. It is actually. You're so right that every problem I had with that Captain American card, that yeah, <laughs> is the same. But at least this one's got the bats in the background. <laughs> Nightwing Hydro Experiment. That's what that card should be called. <laughs> All right, then, folks, we'll head on over to <laughs> facebook.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice or go to Twitter, uh, true... What, what's my Twitter? True Mr. Six. No. Brit Roller Mr. Six. Brit Roller Mr. Six, and Mr. is MR rather than fully spelt out. Or head on over to BritRoller6.com, hit the contact us, let us know. Are you going with Nightwing? Are you going with Battle Battlestack? Who's made the better case today? Yes, welcome back, boys and girls. And now we'd like to move on to the audio that was captured for us by our intrepid reporter, James Bloor, out at the Central European Nationals. So if, if you weren't already aware, the Central European Nationals took place over the weekend of the 15th and 16th of September. They had a couple of qualifiers on the 15th, which were drafts, and then the Central European Championship finals taking place on the Sunday. Uh, if you've not already been and taken a look, the team lists are available. They're on the BritRoller6.com blog. That's got everything from the Sunday there. Also, I'll point you across to James Bloor's own reporting of the event. So he's popped an article up on Dice Coalition, and uh, the lads have done a, uh, one of their yakety yak with Jameson's back. Uh, for so you can get James's a little bit more inside of you. But this was audio that James captured for us on the day. Uh, as, as we traditionally like to do, we like to catch a few bits in between the games. He's had a chat with a few of the players, had a chat with the, the event organiser, uh, and had a chat with the eventual winner. On that note, we'd like to say congratulations to our man Andy Spook. Well done. Yeah, waving the flag. In fact, Andy, uh, I think there was something you wanted to point out at this point, wasn't there? There was the three... Of the national champions from this year are British. And isn't there, isn't there seven nationals altogether? We had Spain, Mexico, Britain. Britain. Britain rules the way. So that's nearly 50% of the national champions this year are, uh, are UK nationals. Uh, from our great island. Yes, absolutely. So congratulations, Andy. Uh, keeping, up, keeping it up for the home team. Uh, in fact, I think for the Central European Nats... In terms of top four, um, I think uh, my man Steve 
a player out of Fanboy Three, who folks will know probably yeah. from Dice Mayhem or the he's the Discord channel admin. Came third or fourth, Steve. You'll have to remind me. He was knocked out at the semi-final there. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. And in fact, it sounded like a quite an international affair. They had players there from. If I recall correctly, James saying Hungary, from Slovakia itself, from the UK. I think there were some players from the Netherlands, maybe even Germany, although I might be making that up. So, yeah, it sounds like yeah. a great event. Um, loads of players. Great. The, sorry, I think they go through the list of different nations in one of uh, James's audios. Right, well then, let's let's not delay. Let's let you get into James's content. So enjoy this, folks. All captured on the day. Let's find out what was going on at the Central European Nationals. So, Shiki, how's it going? Uh, I'm fine. I'm so tired because I work in night, but I feel good and I think I win. (laughs) (laughs) So you're about to do the Civil War draft and you've drafted your cards and you're about to start playing, right? Yes. So what are you going to win with? Yes, I win because I uh, took a super arrow. So you've already won then, effectively? It's my win strategy. (laughs) Fantastic. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks. So, Steve, how's it been going then? Um, not as well as expected. I was had quite well. I had what I thought I had a good team for the first qualifier, and it didn't really work out. I played against a Super Rare UNT with Green Devil Mask, and that just <laughs> ruined any chance of me qualifying. Took me down to one zero one three on the win to loss, so that didn't really work quite nicely. So, so now you're, you're about to about to start Civil War, qualifier. yeah, and I've got a got a. I think I think I've got a good, quietly confident. I've got a few uh, things. I've got the uh, the Luke Cage and I've got the Venom. So uh, a couple of nice new damage pieces, indirect damage, because that's what I was lacking in the last game. I could I could you know get adventurers out. I could get lots of things, but I had no way of removing my opponent's pieces once they're in the field. Right. Yeah. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Okay, this is Peter from the Netherlands. Hi. How's it going? Um, well, the first qualification didn't go too well. I, I lost two, I won two, but the strength of schedule was not in my favor. But I no, nobody that only won two went through. Um, played one match this qualification and I won, so this is looking a little better. Well done, <laughs> okay. And uh, can you say something for us in Dutch, please? Yeah, well... Um, Dice Masters is geweldig. Fantastic. (laughs) Thank you very much, Peter, and good luck. Okay, here we have uh, Jeshko, who you may know from Dice Masters Online. Uh, How's it going? Yeah, it's going good in this draft. The first draft was horrible because I was like 2-2. Win losses in the Tomb of Annihilation draft, and I didn't qualify, but this is my second chance, and I win the first game, so I hope it will be better. It's a good start. It is. I have few. I like. I have like five unblockable Baron Zemos. It is a Civil War set, and I have five unblockable Baron Zemos, so it should it should be enough. I hope in the next <laughs> game also. Super. Well, good luck to you. Yeah. Thank you very much. James. Thank you very much, Peter. Spog, how's it going? Yeah, well, I didn't qualify in the opening um, uh, draft this morning, the two annihilation. Just missed out. Um, I got two wins, two losses, but that wasn't quite enough. You had to get three in order to get through, so I didn't get through, so that's a bit of a shame for me. But now we're doing the Civil War draft. We've just done the draft. I'm really happy with my team. I'm just hearing my name being announced, so they've got the pairings, but we'll see how it goes. And it's exciting. We'll back later. Well, good luck. Thank you. 
Right, we've just finished the first round of the Central European Nationals, and I played Balaj from Hungary. Hi. Uh, how's it going, Balaj? Uh, I I won against James. Sorry for <laughs> that. <laughs> Fair enough. <clears throat> How did you do that? Uh, I played uh, some uh, control team in this uh, new format with the global escalation. I do not have the uh, new cards from the new sets, so I uh, have to prepare uh, from the other stuff. But. <laughs> that, that was that was Peter also from Hungary. Okay, we got the Hungarian. That's good. Okay, okay. Uh, and uh, I tried to make some uh, control deck that could prepare against nearly everything. My main combo was uh, the rare Raven from the War of Light set with the Yu-Gi-Oh ring of magnetism, maybe. Uh, that uh, combo could uh, kill every uh, targeted ability and uh, make some uh, expensive creature uh, that I have time now. Mm -hmm. uh, after this combo that I can buy with Cobalt Ramp, I played uh, Toad and uh, Venom uh, Angelo Fortunato and uh, my favorite Dragon Bahamut. <laughs> Super old school horror. Yeah, 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 super old school, but uh, but effective. Yeah, I even thought that somebody you might run uh, Wondering, and I thought I was being clever by running Power Bolt, uh, so I could use it as a sort of Plan C and buy lots of Power Bolts and go through Boom Boom. Not realizing that obviously Power Bolt can can target a character, not just the opponent. So because it can, it has to. Yeah, that's yeah. what one. That's what uh, what is it? Ring of Magnetism. Yeah, says. yeah. So, um, yeah. And then I thought, oh, plan B, or plan D in this case, would be to buy lots of superhuman registration acts and they'll do some damage. But in fact, no, because <laughs> Boom Boom says Sorry. that the die does the damage, not her. So, again, that's nerfed by bleeding ring of magnetism. So, well done, Balaj. You, you yeah, thank you very much. Good luck in the rest of the tournament. Thank you. Good luck for you too. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Alright, so now uh, we're after the second round of the Central European Nats, and I'm with Matt Haley. Um, Matt, how's it been going? Uh, not too bad. I got a very quick win in my first round, and then a very stalled out, just very so close loss to Andy in the second round. Oh, that's pretty but, good. Yeah. So one win, one loss. One win, one loss. And what are you minute. playing? I am playing Two Face, as oh, I always yeah. do. He's kind of my signature before he got rotated out, otherwise, I would have run him back in Birmingham this year. Okay. But yeah. Cool. He's, so, yeah. he's my, one of my favourite win cons in the game. Looking good then. Looking good. Looking yeah, good. He is a very quick win. I, I managed just to do it on turn four. Got him uh -huh. a 420 swing with him. <laughs> well, turn three, swing 10, turn four, 10. And who have you played? What teams have you played against? I've played against a, a full D&D team, which was, I'm going to butcher the name, but it's a seven drop Anorak. Arcanirac Acerarac there we go I told you I butchered the name and loads of he had constructs and undead right. to make him very cheap and just gotcha. get him in going round and I think it was scorching hands to get the win with it mm -hmm. and Andy's running and Andy was running fix it Andy Standard. will speak to us in a minute fix it yeah. okay well done congratulations yeah, you're you. doing a damn sight better than I am <laughs> Fair good luck yeah, in the rest of it good luck to you Right, uh, we're still after round two of the Swiss of Central European Nats, and I'm here with Spug. Uh, how's it going, Spug? Well, it's going okay. I feel I've been pretty lucky so far, but I've won two, played two, won two. Um, I was pretty fortunate, it's got to say, in the first round in that I've drawn against someone who was playing a team that was only given to him this morning. So <laughs> he hasn't had a great deal of practice with it, it's fair to say. And then I played um, Matt's uh, two-face team just now. I'm playing a fix-it team, so it was always going to be a bit of a, a kind of smash-to-the-face kind of <laughs> race. But he, um, I managed to win um, when he was probably, he'd got me down to eight life and probably would have won on the next turn if I hadn't. So it feels like I've been pretty lucky so far. Um, but looking at some of the other teams, I don't think that luck's going to keep going for very much longer but we will see well 
good luck to you. I hope it does hold for you. Thank you. Okay, we're after the third round of Central European Nats. Um, I finally managed to pull a win out of the bag. Uh, it was against Philip from the Czech Republic. Um, Philip, not not so much what what just happened, but what what are you playing and how's the day been? Well, the, they haven't been really good. Uh, I'm playing a team that uh, focuses on Asarurak, which gets cheaper with every die I get on the field, and then uh, ideally I buy a Scorching Ray, which is just ton of damage to the opponent and I've got golems in there to stall the opponent and use some of the die to fabricate gain life mitigate some damage and stuff like that the problem is it's it's really slow so whenever I encounter a faster deck which was today every deck was faster than mine then I usually get crushed with that because it takes a while to set up actually. but you do win the cool prize for going like full-on golem I think. yes <laughs> good job well, the golem is tied to check metallurgy as well, uh -huh. the Prague one. So thematic, as yes, well. you, you exactly. definitely, you and definitely I like win. Dungeons and Dragons sets, so it was like that. You're the winner. Thank <laughs> you, <Hopefully>. Philip. Thank <laughs> you, <laughs> Philip, and good luck. Uh, right, we are again after the third Swiss round of Central European Nats, and I'm here with Peter Jezik, aka Jezko. And um, Peter, how's it going? Yeah, it's I have mixed feeling right now because I have only one one win, but probably it should be enough. I don't know. We are ten players, I think, uh, in the tournament, and there's top eight, so. I hope that one win should be enough, especially in the in the first <laughs> round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are you playing? I'm playing some. I think the weirdest team I ever played because I have basically no characters in the team. Uh, if I don't count the global characters, so I'm playing kind of satchel team. I'm playing the kiln, but the rare one, the one who just prisoned, uh, prisoned the. I hope the opposing characters mm -hmm. at most. No, none of my characters because I have none except the sidekicks. So I'm trying just put as many kilns into the field as possible and then buy satchel and just enjoy my frustrating opponent, frustration of my opponent. So Fantastic. yeah, this is something I think. Uh, and is it fun to play? I think for me it is fun. I don't think it's fun for my opponent. Well, not to play again. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, but I don't know how it's going in the next rounds. I hope it will be successful team I think it's a little bit funny team but I think it has some potential but I I don't know I'm I, I want to be surprised how it, how it will go okay well good luck to you yeah thank you, thank you. good luck to you also thank you take care After the semi-final of the Central European Nats uh, with uh, Steve and Spug, and um, tell us all about it. How did it go? You've just played your semi-final, and one of you is in the final. It was good. Stressful, very stressful, very stressful. Could have gone either way at any given moment, um, but it was really fun actually. Considering it's my first mm. top, top four, so I'm I'm happy that I've just made it this far. Done yeah. Well. yeah, it was it was extremely close. I mean, basically, on the the so Steve was playing his Ultraman team. I had my Fixit team. It was the first the first game he won fairly easily. I think. Yeah, you had, a, you had a good pinch, moment. Just you pinch the Fixit. Pinch the Fixit. Yeah. Just increase it attack and then swing it back at you with the rare crow I was using for that. When I think I'd had to field it and try to attack you with it in the previous turn, because otherwise you were probably going to win anyway. So it got, I sort of ended up with it stuck in the field, and then you could. It was fair game. Fair game, for yeah. You. But then in the second game, it was really close. I just managed to get by one point enough damage with a fix it at one point to um, to win. And then we had a kind of almost a sudden death decider because we had virtually no time left, and it's it was like a, under a ten race. minutes. Yeah. And fix it managed to come through with. with. Uh, Stupid amount of bolts. Yeah, but I did roll a stupid amount of dice. Yes, well. you did. Yeah, the Professor X I brought really helped you. 
so that helped. Yeah, but no, it's a really but, good game. Well, that's that's the that's the problem with Professor X. It helps your opponent a lot more than it helps you sometimes. And your nefarious broadcast was causing me so many issues. Yeah, I had to rethink my entire strategy around that. That was quite fun. That's been that's been a bit of an MVP really so far. Yeah. So well done, both of you. Uh, so Andy, you're in the final. Sorry, both yes. you're in the final. What's yeah. how do you feel about it? Well, I am feeling extremely unconfident. <laughs> um, I feel as if I've been extremely lucky to get this far, so we'll see what happens. Fair enough. Okay, well, congratulations. And <laughs> Commiseration. <laughs> yeah, Commiseration. Well. I think you've done all right. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. As, as I said when I first came here, my goal was to hit top four, and that's all I wanted, so... That's all you wanted. Well, I mean, I was... Because <laughs> no, I, I, since I judged, I got all the promos and everything, so I just wanted the two super rares. <laughs> it's better that you can't see my face now okay uh, thank you very much to the both of you congratulations yeah. well done thank you. cheers right uh, we're, we're here at Central European Nats we are Partway through the final, which is between Balaj from Hungary and Spug from the UK. Uh, Spug's running Fix-It Team with Hellfire Club and Balaj is running a mean old school control thing with, uh, uh, it's not Wondering, but it's uh, Raven with uh, Ring of Magnetism, Action Attraction, which shut down my bloody... Ultraman team, something rotten, and then he's got other other favourite cards of his like uh, Venom and the Toad that makes all the opposing characters attack and does them damage on the burst side. Um, both great teams, and <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to myself. I am, in fact. Um, basically, we're on a little break between because they played the first two games and each has won one. The first one went fairly swiftly to Andy. Uh, but the second one, um, Balaj managed to get all his control in place and he also got Switch out, who's on the team. And Andy's action dice refused to cooperate. Nothing rolled through Switch. Everything landed to energy. And uh, yeah, it, it went on. It did go on. So now we're having a little break because it's being recorded and the battery on the camera ran out. So, <laughs> so I'll come back to you when it's finished and I'll try and get some interviews with people. Take care. Okay, um, uh, having a little. I'm having a little break from watching the final in the in the Central European Nats, and I'm here with uh, Peter van der Hilde, uh from f- from the Netherlands, Amsterdam, Amsterdam, um, who is playing in a parallel tournament, which was arranged at the same time as the main tournament for people who didn't qualify or who got knocked out early from from the main tournament. So, Peter, how's it going? Um. All right-ish, I suppose. It's a little sad that I lost my first match, but I won the second. Um, I, I I brought a uh, rare Nova team, and my opponent brought a, an Iron Fist in the first match, which was very sad. <laughs> <laughs> and and then he had Hulk, the the common Hulk from Thor, and that just he went uh, faster than I could. Uh-huh. So that that was sad. But the second match uh, went uh, against Stupid Jimmy. And yeah, he couldn't keep track. I was too fast for him, so that was nice. Uh, and I'm I'm having a lot of fun here. At really? Is this your first time in Slovakia? First time in Slovakia. First time playing any serious dice masters tournament, really, because all we do back home is is draft. Uh, and. Um, I've played a lot of Dice Masters no, in the last you, two days. Yeah. <laughs> have you had a good time? I've had, I, I've had a total blast. I've played about five drafts, six, I think. I don't know. I lost track. <laughs> I, I played all the drafts that were available, all the side events. Didn't skip anything. And um, and then now we're doing the, the alternative uh, Nats, sort of. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's, it's fun. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you made it and it's great to meet you. And thank yeah, you, thank you very, very much. Good to meet you. Good luck in your remaining. You've got yes, one more match? Or two? I, I don't know what the, what the plan is. Uh, I might have one more match and that might be the end of it. Or I don't know. We're doing Swiss rounds. I don't know if, if we finish or maybe do a top two against each other. Or sure. We'll see. Cool. Well, good luck and thank you very thank much. Thank you. Take care. 
Okay, I'm here with uh, Petr Czernak, the host of uh, Ihrisko and Central European Nats 2018. He looks lovely. Peter, how did it go? <laughs> oh, I am lovely. <laughs> uh, I had really good feeling. I really hoped for a little bit more people. We were like up to 20 different uh, people here. Mm -hmm. Uh, and from seven, six countries, uh, it was supposed to be even seven countries. Uh, some Austrians were planning to uh -huh. come, and some more people from Košice. So I really hope to have even bigger and nicer feast. But uh, I really enjoyed the community. Uh, I think even the global escalation, which could have been a bitter uh, bite for some people before the uh, Nats, uh, turned out quite well yeah. uh, when it comes to the um, plurality of like like. Variety, diversity, diversity and uh, variety of, of mm -hmm. uh, constructs and and games. I played really variety of, of ones, so so I enjoyed it a lot. Well, thank you very much indeed for hosting the event. It was absolutely brilliant. I had a lovely time, even though I lost. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I lost as well, but yeah, terribly, the, the main, horribly. <laughs> I think the main thing is to 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 keep it going in in Europe and. Make sure that WizKids knows that what we're doing. And we are in touch with WizKids. And uh, by we, I mean several people who try to organize stuff in Europe. And uh, uh, the approach, despite of how it looks like publicly, is not that bad. Uh, they really have interest to do mm -hmm. something. So they're very open to suggestions. They're suggesti suggesting things. So there is a hope that, that uh, not only it will be a bit better than it used to be, but uh, they're looking into su how to support both the distribution when it comes to sales and the product itself mm -hmm. and, and, and availability of the product in Europe, but also about the support of communities and OP play and how to, how to attract new people to, to games, to both Dice Masters and Heroclix. So we are in complex discussions about different formats and systems, and uh, I really hope it will turn out well and we will have some beautiful celebrations again next year. Fantastic. Peter, thank you very much for everything. Have a lovely evening. Bless you and roll. <laughs>
I'm a bit bowled over, really. I can't quite believe that I managed to win, particularly as my deck building wasn't exactly a long-term plan. Even though I have played, <laughs> even though I have played Fix It on and off for quite a while, I played him at the UK Nats, and it didn't really work particularly well. And I felt that it was vulnerable to certain things, but I guess it always is the case that the person who wins on any particular day is the person who rolls well and. I managed to roll well enough at the right time. Oh, and... don't don't do yourself down. It's a it's a combination of factors, isn't it? It's it's rolling, it's meta matchups, and it's a bit of luck. Yeah, yeah, and maybe some skill as well. Maybe, <laughs> may, maybe a bit. But uh, um, I had some really close games. I mean, the one or two games that I really easily could have lost. You know, I played played a guy who had a a Jimmy Olsen Superman team, and he was at one point one one life away from beating me. That was Crikey. that was very close. I mean, that was just in the qualifiers so that that would have just changed my seeding I think I still would have been okay to get through but you know there were some really close games some really good players and it's been a um, really good day I can testify that Spug was still selecting his cards 10 minutes before the tournament <laughs> uh, so all power to you congratulations very well done uh, you should be very proud of yourself it's thank a, you a good day okay thank you Spug well, yes, it's that time, folks. All good things must come to an end, and this brings us to the close of yet another episode of the Ministry of Ice podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed recording it. I've been Chris, a.k.a. True Mr. Six. And I've been Andy, a.k.a. Dos Cervetes, Port of Favor. Is that how um, the Pokemon game designers used to order their beers in the karaoke bar? In Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was a Spanish themed karaoke bar in the middle of Japan. Yes. Absolutely. So please do get in touch, folks. If you've got anything you want to feedback on this episode, let us know who won the card debate. Give us a shout if you've got any card suggestions or ideas for the two global escalation uh, win conditions we're tinkering around with at the moment. Give us a shout if you want us to pass anything along to James or the guys over at Central European Nats. Thanks once again to James for catching that audio and thanks to the folks who got involved and did their little chats and interviews with him as the day went on. Uh, congratulations once again to Andy Spug. Uh, we'll be back in so do you, uh, we'll be back okay. we'll be back again me, in the, what do you think that now that there's so many UK nationals as national champions that they might move worlds to uh, the UK you're having a laugh aren't you I think it would be the only logical thing to do go where the games played the best well we'll ask Jimmy and Justin when they eventually come on to play match of the bar with us hashtag get Jimmy and Justin on the ID Mm. Uh, so yeah we'll be back in two weeks folks we go out on a Monday so we'll see you then Check you out, Barry Big Balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. massive, the biggest, like f-ing Bigfoot testicles, mate. Hairy, I just... large, and offensive. <laughs>